0: Know Thyself is dedicated to the exploration of the most rewarding task an individual can ever embark on, the journey to find oneself. This is the Know Thyself Podcast. Cool. I'm rolling. All right. Welcome to the Know Thyself Podcast. I'm here with Daniel. Hello. And I am Eduardo. And it's great to see you on this new year on the lunar year and i am so excited to talk to you about all the things we've been holding off on to talk about what is happening and what is unfolding in this year of 2024 but also in the celebration of all the asian countries that celebrate the lunar year today with the dragon and the dragon representing the wood dragon and i can't wait to talk to you about all of that and the things that you've brought up in terms of numerology astrology so in this episode we will definitely do another um, deep dive into, you know, what's going on, not just necessarily astrologically speaking, but also internally for all of us and, you know, what the motivations behind a lot of our intentions are, uh, not just for this year, but the years to come uh, ahead with everything that I know you are going to blow our minds with. So again, I'm very excited, over caffeinated, but um, let's get right into it, my friend.
1: Yeah, absolutely, man. And, you know, it's it's always fascinating um, exploring the lunar calendar. You know, like we we, we right. recognize it as the Chinese New Year and very powerful. I mean, China up until the, you know, the, the the rise of communism, that was our oldest connection to the past. That was our oldest timeline. It was our most intact history. It was a continuation of these dynasties. And so it was a connection into – the deeper times of, of how we even approach this reality you know because the lunar moon and the lunar calendar is such an interesting thing for us to explore because that was the timekeeper before the sun oh. you know in the age of the matriarchy it was the moon that was the keeper of time now that's that this is the evolutions that we have and this is the even like the, the rise of solar religions and the sun god it was when the timekeeper changed. Now the experience of this reality could have been different and the moon could have been more magnified. And even in the ancient times, they talk about when like the sun appeared because it was like this transition. And, you know, we, we see this in like native American wisdom, but there's something very old about the moon and the ancient understanding. The moon is older than the sun and its relationship with us. And so, this, this, this pattern, this connection to even China is, is connection to these, these deep patterns, are, which are the roots of these archetypes that we study in this information. And from this time, from this lunar time that we're speaking about, is also where the serpent wisdom was from. Serpent wisdom is what is going to be explored and unfolded in this fascinating year of the dragon. The dragon you know, belonging to the serpent. And then when we look at the numerology of the year, 2024, it's going to represent an eight, two plus two plus four. And that's going to, the eight belongs to the number Scorpio in the Zodiac. So it's going to represent Scorpio energy. So we have all of this dragon, serpent wisdom, all blossoming through with this like bringing in wood energy um, and it's really a fascinating time. And, you know, one of the, the best ways to kind of understand the time that we're in, because, you know, there is a fixed component about this reality. And it's time. It's these astrological cycles. They're a fixed constant. And so as we go through the experience, there's fixed parts of evolutions that happen with the movements of these planets through these signs. And we have the year changes And we have these year patterns and these more intimate planets that make movements like with the new, the moon in its new year. But we also have the outer planets that are making movement currently. And to really understand this year and just how powerful this year is, we will, we'll go back a little bit in time, but not very far to right around January 20th because the planet Pluto made a very unique transit into Aquarius again. Mm. And this is a very unique thing for us to be aware of because Pluto is the planet that rules Scorpio. So there is a lot of serpent eighth house energy being activated and and really blossoming in this year. And and serpent wisdom is fascinating because – you know when you look at the astrological wheel it's almost a smorgasbord of all of the old ancient cults you have the lunar cults you have the solar cults you have the satyrian cults and you have the serpent cults and that's scorpio but it's 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 its own placement serpent wisdom is the study of what we look at in the in the know thyself podcast it's the study of the esoteric It's the study of the hidden. It's the underworld. Right. You know, when everybody sees the object, it teaches you to look at the shadow. It's it's the study of the infinite. I mean, it's the number eight. This is an eight year where it's a year of tapping into the infinite. And the eight is the only number that you can trace for infinite without having to lift up your pen. You can literally sit there until the end of your existence, tracing the number eight and it's and it's showing us something it's showing us this this connection of not only this this deep wisdom that's opening up inside of us but it's it's this big transition of you really learning how this construct responds to you this this transition that happened was from pluto moving from capricorn into aquarius now this did this a, a couple of years ago we actually had a podcast about it yeah. because we talked about the age of aquarius and we talked about the astrotheological age but it did move into aquarius well pluto has a retrograde motion so it moves back into capricorn for a little bit and then on the 20th it was really fascinating because when it moved into aquarius and when it moves into a planet when it moves into a when a, when a planet like pluto moves into a Zodiac sign, it's generational. It's, it's, it can be from like 16 to 20 years in that sign. And Pluto is connected to Scorpio. So it's all about cycles and patterns, the cycles and patterns and the things that you've put into motion. And when you're in Pluto, it's like an age of your cycles and patterns. And so when it was moving out of Capricorn into Aquarius, It's like you got a moment to see yourself back when those cycles and patterns were first created, like 2008, 2009, because how time works is the beginning is the end and the end is the beginning. And so in these Pluto patterns, patterns as you're making these changes, you see yourself in the beginning of this. Well, the unique thing is, is when it moves into a sign of what the future is going to be. You see yourself in the future. You see yourself in 2040. If you create the cycles and patterns that best resonate with your heart and the unfoldment of your soul, you see your absolute potential. And, and this is a big age. And what was so fascinating about it was Pluto was making its movement right when the sun was making its movement. So the sun was moving into Aquarius right when Pluto was moving to Aquarius at zero degrees, you don't always get to see an illuminated transition like that with the sun moving and like lighting up the path of Pluto. And so like on the 20th, we all had a very clear vision of the future. And and what Aquarius is really going to allow for us is to understand how the looping of this reality, of the cycles and patterns, the understanding that the reality just receives your energy, kind of like we what we speak about. Like you know, you it's a input processing output system. Yeah, and so in this age that we're moving in with this Pluto and Aquarius, because Aquarius is such the sign of like uniqueness in your own unique understanding, it's really going to allow for individuals to be able to input their desired code into the reality and get the response back from the reality that they're seeking into the idea of like, you know, you like as we communicate and as we kind of see ourselves, we see ourselves more like moving through an electromagnetic field of energy and the universe responding to us and understanding that it's our output is the input of the reality. And it processes our output as its input Processes it and then reflects it back to us, and then we receive it. We see that connection more, and we see more like we understand the dance of nature, and we understand more of how we can lead nature in a way to be the not only the unfoldment of ourselves, but the unfoldment of like the collective understanding of love, truth, and wisdom. You know, the expansion of our imagination, our intuition and our empathy. It's like we start to use it to really activate and amplify our spiritual journey through the cosmic classroom. And we start to see the network of the reality more and how everything's interconnected. And so there's less resistance from the reality that's going to be presented because Capricorn was more of like weights in the gym. It was like having a governor on your engine. It's like you would try to rev it and it would stop you at like 110 and it would stop you well capricorn was teaching us tools it was teaching us to have a fortification with these spiritual principles because as we move into aquarius there's going to be less resistance in the construct physically but now the construct is going to be more responsive to you right so if you don't know how to use your tools you're going to create more chaos in your life than you've ever done before. More than Capricorn would have provided because it's completely listening to you now, because it was like the governor's taken off the car. So now all of a sudden you can drive 160 miles per hour, but do you know how to drive 160 miles per hour? You know, and are we, you know, you like make your way up to it. Well, this whole age of Aquarius is going to be the unfoldment of the uniqueness of how you
0: dance with this reality. Right. How, how you learn how the pieces work on the board. I want to go back to what you're saying in terms of the input and output, because, you know, you always have the positive expressions and negative expressions of such energies that are occurring within all our lives, right? But there's a moment where how you seize and how you conquer that energy and move to the next octave. I mean, it said that, I think in astrology, it said that, um, you know, Scorpio is or a Pluto is it Scorpio or Pluto is the next octave uh, uh, that relates to this sort of en- energy that you know deals with rebirth
1: and Pluto Pl- no good question Pluto rules Scorpio right. so they're this they have similar energy there they're similar
0: teachers right. so they're 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 combined in that they're networked together in that so they share that together and i feel like people might take things out of context with the idea of the negative expressions of such things like what's destructive, the extremes of things, obsessive, the trauma. But the thing that people need to understand, like I'm pretty sure in positive transformations, like the civil rights movement came out of this sort of energy that we're talking about, where things that don't align anymore, you know, become expressed, become a center point to actually changing the output that you're talking about and then the changes occur because of such frustrations and such you know um shifts in in how we feel as a society against you know these oppressive energies that are existing and i feel like a lot of people can relate to this right now as we speak you're talking about this happening in, in january 20th but one of the things that i want to talk about with death and rebirth is you're seeing this maybe even like for me at least so i can only speak about what's happening to me i see it in the corporate world um In the corporate world, it's fallen apart and the ones trying to hold on to the power are powerless right now. And it's mostly the employees right now who are sort of gaining this sort of uh, understanding of how they want to shift the way things are going. And that might be for trivial things from like, I don't belong in this cubicle to the traffic that I don't have to deal with anymore while we have this technology to allow us to maybe work remotely. And you see the corporation just sort of being like, no, you can't, you don't tell us how to do things. We tell you how to do things and employees are like, I'm out then. I'm out. Bye. I'm quitting. And and literally right now in management, I've noticed, and this isn't just me, this is like people I've talked about. People are either dropping out left and right or they're just doing mass firings. But anyways, I don't want to get too sidetracked. I just think it's great that you brought up the input and the output occurring right now. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely, man. And it's so so important. And and it is understanding that the the construct that we experience is this, this neutral field that responds to us. But within mm-hmm. the construct, there's two programs operating. There's the tree of life and the tree of death. Right. And anything that's rooted in the tree of death will go through decay. And business, universe, the corporate structure, everything, you know, education, modern modern science. All of it. It's not based in universal principles. It's not based in the tree of life. So- it will go through the pattern of decay because it's on the fixed timeline of decay because everything that is, that is aligned to that program of the tree of death is going to go through the process of decay. It's, it's, it's not based in the universal law. So yeah, we're watching that unfoldment in so many windows right now and because to, there's fixed components. There's fixed components right. in that timeline of, of unfoldment there, you well, know, back, and back that's what you
0: said about the, about the, the, not only the lunar year, but with the dragon and the dragon being in wood, the most fascinating thing about everything I want to hear you say is how this all is this massive tie in. It's huge. I mean, like with the element of wood, you're talking about breaking through barriers as we move upward. And so like all these things you're saying are just like completely, uh, illuminating as you can tell, like my brain of all the things I've read in the last, maybe even the last like month about, all of these things and now you're telling me how they all tie in and what what the cause and the effect is going to be from all of this. So it's just fascinating, man. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely, man. No, no. It's um it is. It's it's an exciting time. It's a lot of energy. It's a lot of new energy. And this is going to be the unfoldment of so many new cycles and patterns. Um and and again, you know, the wood dragon is coming and it's this new beginning and and wood is a fascinating element to, to explore as an essence. Um, You know, it's, it's, it's the start of spring. It's their spring energy. Um, And so it's, it's got like that, that new growth, new beginning. It's, it's reserved its energy through the winter and now the wood is expanding and all that expression is coming out. And what's fascinating about the wood arriving again at the moment that it finds itself is, is we're moving from Capricorn Again, Pluto into this Aquarius, this Capricorn represented the principles and these foundations, and in the and you know this this understanding of discipline that was created to principles. This Capricorn Pluto that we just went through that was from two thousand eight that we're making our way through, and again when we go, we're going to go back into Capricorn a little bit in November, like just in time for. The, um, the elections and everything. And then it will go back direct to Aquarius for, for, for the remainder of its, its period. But oh man. But these Capricorn principles that were created are, are this wood element that we need to understand with this dragon energy. Because one of the most fascinating things about wood is its buoyancy, its ability to float in water and to rise, even though it has mass, and it has density. And there's a very good connection with wood, trees, the druidic understanding, the ancient cult of trees. There's deep, deep wisdom in trees, and and the buoyancy is is something that you really gets explored in the Chinese five elements in a way that needs to be incorporated by all Western understanders and practitioners of the esoteric and the occult because it's it just goes and it, it views it from a again a, a new lens and new reality, and so. This this wood dragon is bringing to the surface again your arc. It's your principles. It's your foundations because so much is going to be released in this year. Wood is the new beginnings. Wood rules the eyes in in the eyes in the beginning of what we begin to see the construct, the carnal carnival, and the cosmic classroom. The tree of life and the tree of death are going to be presented in a very dominant way. And and we're going to either utilize this time period of these new cycles and patterns that are created in this eight year with the year of the dragon and this new Pluto and Aquarius to create the cycles and patterns of like pursuing the tree of life, seeing this, this experience as a cosmic classroom, or get sucked into the Cardinal carnival. And, and we're going to see an expanding of sensations. It's going to be more of like a brave new world kind of component of technological distractions. You know, this is a construct of experience. It's like you're wearing a headset going through this valley of the shadow of death. They're going to try to kind of double and see how many headsets they can get on you. So you don't realize that you're going through a classroom here. This is the experience of your soul going through an evolution. Well, you're creating all of the cycles and patterns right now will be mirrored back to you in, in around 2040 when we start to move into Pluto again. This is, this is all of the cycles and patterns, all of the things that you put into motion right now are building momentum and they will, that's sending that current into the future that will be responded and mirrored back to us. So such a unique time of personal evolution and, and learning to like, f- Rise with your principles and foundations and and survive the flood. Allow for the washing away of what is not part of, you know, you moving forward in this reality, what's not incorporated. We utilize this to, to make that incorporation process and, and bring everything into us, bring everything interlooped into us, you know, connect everything. So all of our energy circuits are tied into each other as like an interlocking loop. Um, and so, yeah, this, this this year of the of the dragon is is such this like beginning, but there's going to be so much new information that is presented. Um, this is going to be the uncovering of a lot of secrets in this year. Um, a lot of things are going to be brought up into people's attention. That's either like you either see it or you fall asleep almost forever. Um, but it's it's going to get more and more obvious. Um, the you know the more you peel back the onion the stinker it gets but the what we see in the the fixed timeline of the reality of the hive mind of the collective carnal carnival it's it's only going to get more foreign and more of like an upside down world and there will be a lot of what we feel like is disclosure of information but it will be in their own lens Yeah. You know, like one of the things that we'll probably see a lot with this dragon year is like this like the closure kind of conversation about aliens. But yes, but it's it's because they haven't like been it, it's because aliens is like the frame of reference they sold us as. But these are just like interdimensional beings, but they didn't they didn't, you know, cater and train the collective to understand interdimensional beings since 1902. They've been like, they've been grooming the understanding of aliens and UFOs for this kind of connection for this understanding, but, but things like that, that we never thought would be disclosed are going to be disclosed. There will be a lot of unfolding of things, but always, you know, where they point, you know, look opposite of it's always a half truth of what they're going to be exposing, but it is going to be a, a very, um, year of energy dispersion. Um, and a lot of information uncovering, even ancient text and things like that, people are going to connect to old information and and new information, old information is going to be brought back into the collective consciousness. It, it already in, has
0: with these podcasts, how- right? We talk about this. And I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but you're, you're making such valid points about when they point at something and how you have to basically look the opposite way to see what is actually being um, hidden from you. You know, I think a lot of people won't understand this, and I've I, this is just on a personal experience that I hear people talk about when they go, oh, I, I listened to a couple episodes of your podcast. A lot of things went over my head. A lot of things, you know, I didn't really understand. And when I hear that, I, I, I don't expect – I never expected anyone to go, oh, I'm following what you're putting down or what you guys are talking about. What I guess I thought what might happen is it would – embark you onto your own um, journey of curiosity. And there's a lot of people who just don't want to go there any right now. They're just like, no, like if I don't see it, then I don't need to believe it. And so there's sort of, I've, I've noticed there's like a two, there's a divide, right? You talk about ancient texts. There are people who are engaged, like listening to say even Joe Rogan's podcast, he'll have people who are talking about the Sumerian texts. So it's like the fact that on a global scale, he's, he's openly discussing this with someone who is a scholarly individual about such things. Uh, is fascinating to me. But at the same time, as the information is being shared between two people about such ancient texts, there's other people who are like, I don't know what that is, and I don't even know if I need to invest in that right now. So I'm mm-hmm. just going to like let it pass over me. Yet the information is being provided there through a conversation. So I think it's interesting that we have such resources at, this, at these times and conversations and open conversations about such things. But there are two types of individuals, the ones with their eyes tightly shut and then those who are just like oh yeah i've known about this or i want to know more about this and i'm not to to divide people and their opinions of things that are so um complex or so um you know uh i guess esoteric in their nature but yeah i I just feel like people right now like the ones who are all for the headsets that you're talking about um that's that's like they literally are digging their heels into that world. They're like, oh, bring on the new technology. Bring on the new distractions. I'm all for it. This is just the sure. evolution of humans. So what's wrong with that? While there's sure. another camp out there of people who are like, this is going nowhere because it's not taking us to anything um that allows us to evolve in a positive sense as a society. And so this divide mm. that that keeps existing, I think is going to just um, double down even more because of, sure. of the way that we have the information, but we also are being told what information to follow. Um, like, what but yeah. And even in that though, you know, because right. even
1: when these, you know, certain researchers who we see as alternative, they're just as controlled. They're just part right. of it as well. They're pushing an agenda. They're pushing a timeline. And they, and there's, a, there's even in the alternative history, they they, they have the same kind of paradigms of accepting timelines that somebody set that they're just like, Oh, this is what this Ashar was. And like other researchers who are like, Hey, I don't think Ashar was this many years. I think it's the turning of a moon. Now it's lining up with like other calendars. They get, they don't get recognized. And so there's, you know, even within that, they're going to, you know, this, the, the tree of death is, is complex. It's, it's so creative. I mean, that's what artificial intelligence is. It's the tree of death. It's the demiurge. It's the program of decay within this reality, you know? And it's highly intelligent. And it's highly intelligent and it's working against that evolution of this like understanding because it's, it's truly like the false God of the Gnostics. Um, and we spoke about it. Who is the true God? The true God is simple it's love, truth, and wisdom false god is complex it's the one that makes all these things get in the way it's the one that that takes your history and it makes it and it breaks everything up and it breaks up your timelines and it breaks up your calendars you know like ai isn't new we just gave it a boombox and now it's speaking but this is part of the process it's always been here yeah. it's it is part of that program you know and it's just like, you know, brought up something really interesting on uh, you know, Jason Bouchers. He was he was speaking about the Matrix and he speaks about how like when the agent took off, when Agent Smith took off the earpiece, you know, when we did the Matrix um breakdown, we didn't talk about that scene. I did I didn't see that at the time. I didn't understand how important that was. That like when the agent took out the earpiece, he's talking to Neo, it's showing us that like the, the program of the agent is like a virus now and it's working on its own. It's almost got its own operation. And that's what this, this, this component is that is in this operation, in this reality. And it's, it's the God of decay. It's the same God that people kill in the name of. It's not the true God. It's the true God is simple. The true God is love. Right. It's, it's this complex thing and it's, and it infests itself into everything because it lives off of the decay. And, and we can tap into it because that's a fixed timeline. Those are, that's the like Kali Yugas. It's the book of revelations, but we're not fixed sheep. We're shepherds. Right. You know, we're not fixed stars. We're walking dazzling stars. And so we have a sovereign choice to be aware of what is happening, what is unfolding in the collective, but making our own informed fields and connections with this reality to get the experience that we need to to get to get the evolution of our soul. And that's what this eighth house, that's what this like number eight is about. It's about connecting to these higher circuits, connecting to the infinite understanding of what you universally are. And it's, it's that evolution. It's the continuing of these cycles and patterns. And this is such a formative time to create this. And again, with, with Aquarius here, like you said, it's, it's going to be like, it's, it's a time for you to uniquely learn yourself, but it's also going to give people the unique time to make like excuses for themselves as well. You know, like people are going to be able to like omit things, like say stuff like, Oh, I'm just a narcissist now, or I'm just an angry person. They might've not said that, you know, they might've not said that in the past openly, but they might've felt it. But with this Aquarius, it is going to allow for people to bypass easier, and that's the thing: is is you have this component of like choosing of like what tree are we connecting to, and and it is it's it's a dire importance for for the individual, especially in the time that we find ourselves in. Um, You know, to be aware, and and there's nothing to fear because there's absolutely nothing to fear. You're an immortal soul animating an avatar. You're you're traveling through the valley of the shadow of death. This is a construct for experience. So there's absolutely nothing to fear because nothing could happen to you your soul. But understanding why you're here and and, and and how you break through is probably the reason why you came here. And so we continue with that kind of path and we get fueled by that. And that's where this eternal energy is really going to get turned on because not only as Aquarius do you you learn like your unique way of relating to the reality, you also learn the more unique ways that the reality speaks to you. It's like a fingerprint and now you're like seeing your fingerprint. So now you're going to start to see more of the correspondences of the network of intelligence of space. Space will speak to you. Nature will speak to you in a new, different way. This is a completely new, different cycles and pattern. This is a, this is a new programming in the backdrop. You're like going, we're in like a construct that spins like a CD player. Just like when you spin a CD and you see seven colors of the rainbow and it's spinning around, that's what we're experiencing here. And the, that color is now coming from a new different zodiac sign. It's from a new housing unit. It's from a new tone. That note is playing in a new tone. And this tone is going to be playing for 20 years. And so, and this is the tone of your cycles and patterns. This is the tones of your death and rebirth. This is the, tone, like even, even the subject of alchemy has the ability to make more sense to you in Aquarius. It was like we were learning the principles in Capricorn. We were studying what alchemy alchemy is like. And now in Aquarius, we're learning what alchemy is within us. You know, we were studying what things were like in Capricorn, learning, again, foundations so we can explore, so more of us can float up and be buoyant during the floods, like the internal floods we need to do when we have to wash away our falsehood, you know, which is a constant thing that you do, but... You know, the foundations remain, and that's what was so established. So this Aquarian evolution, this, this wood dragon, um, it's the unfoldment. This is, this is old, old wisdom. And the fascinating thing about serpent wisdom is the tree of life with its program has benefactor energy. It's benefactor energy. It's what profits are. They are literally sent like they're the tree of life, putting themselves into the program to, to make such an impression that it changes the coding inside of the program for consciousness. And that's what prophets are. They're benefactor energy, right? They're the benefactors that come in. Serpents are the benefactors of men. They're the ones that taught us. They're the ones that gave us fire. They're the ones in the Sumerian text that belongs to Niki. Um, There, it's Enoch in the Bible. And that's the same line that Jesus, the Buddha, all of them come through because it's the benefactor energy. And, and it's almost like that universal life force puts itself into the, into the CD player that's spinning so it can write code to, to balance out the tree of death. That's running its own code of decay. It's running its own, you know, cold of demise because that's what it is. And, and it, and it is. And, and we're all chained to it. But it's what we do with that. And it's how you can learn it. And everything is such what Aquarius is is saying is like, everything's a neutral field. The tree of life can show up anywhere and the tree of death can show up anywhere. It's what you perceive and put your field and your informed field towards. Same thing with the construct. It could be, it could be the carnal carnival fully, or it can be fully the cosmic classroom. Your understanding and use of the moon, the moon can be a full expression. Of the tree of death or it can be your full understanding of how you generate the tree of life it's neutral everything is neutral and it's what you tap into between these two programs the two pillars and and again we're always looking for you know the simple that love truth and wisdom that's the anchor it's is this expanding my imagination my intuition and my empathy these are the pillars these are the immutable laws that we put our seeking on and our frame of reference on. And these are the paradigms that we explore because they're infinite. Because we're always in this house, Aquarius, we're able to now break paradigms more and more. And that's exactly what a paradigm is for. It's meant to be explored, but then when you get to its limits, you destroy it. And you bring in a newer, wider paradigm of understanding. Well, that's what alchemy is. It's the study of destroying your paradigm. That's all it is, and that's why it's a forever subject. Right? Because you're just studying, creating a new paradigm of understanding, exploring it fully, and then shattering it. Yeah, you know, going and to it's the next it, octave, which is funny, to the next yeah. octave. Absolutely, the capacity eight. of the battery increases. Yeah. The ability of amplification, frequency intake. It's like you. Wait, it's like you raise your radio up. It's like you're going from five fifty a.m. to ten ninety FM you know much higher bandwidth much more um, clearer energy and that's that's exactly what we're tapping into and you know this this pluto this cycles and patterns is is everything because cycles and patterns are, are 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 like the byproduct of everything you're experiencing right now you know that's that's how you change the future it's it's all in the cards but it's like how you react to the cards you know, there's fixed timelines in this reality, but you're not fixed. You know, there's fixed timelines in the hive mind, the Kali Yuga, but you're not fixed. You're a sovereign. You're, you're an immortal soul animating an avatar having this experience. So you can be aware and observe them, know where you are in time, but that's, that's just so you know where you are in time but it's 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 your understanding of yourself is the most important thing and your informed field and the people you love and and nurturing your informed field so you can radiate intelligence love and truth and and bring intelligence love and truth out of your reality because it's begging for you to uncover it but the construct it 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 like it's it, this what the seeker gets the seeker finds you know It's like what you seek, you find. And that's why it will validate even negative beliefs. Like if you seek something, you'll find it. That's why you seek these immutable laws that have been established since the beginning of time. Because this is what people have come together and like, hey, this is what I've seeked that has created love, truth, and expansion in my life and a greater understanding. It's these immutable laws. And that's what you seek to find. You seek to find alchemy. Alchemy will find you. You seek to find hate. You seek to find separation. You seek to identify in your physical self. It's gonna, it's gonna reflect back to you. You want to think everybody's, you know, racist. Everybody's gonna be a racist to you. You're gonna think that everybody's an alien. Everybody's gonna be an alien to you. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's how this reality works. It's, it's how it, it catches and it can loop us into paradigms, and we get locked into paradigms, and we're stuck. We always need to be breaking those. We always need to be calling in the flood to shatter that so we can kind of continue and, like you said, raise the octaves.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, it's funny because we never, we've, (laughs) well, first of all, man, well said, very inspiring um, how you've sort of taken so much information and just sort of been able to just express it on this continuous um, stream of consciousness that you have right now. Because again, we never address certain things as we speak about, um, you know, even individuals like they or the construct or the reality that's being hijacked by those who have more power than we do. But when we do talk about these entities that are sort of working against us, it's not even necessarily a person, right? We whole organization, it's, it's multiple um, ways of tapping into these energies that are Distracting us, you know, so like in the positive expressions of like even what you're talking about with like Pluto and how we uncover mysteries, but uncovering mysteries allows us to sort of tap into our instincts and then our instincts might drive us towards spirituality and transformation and all these things that could be positive for us always have the opposite. The opposite is always there, right? Mm-hmm. You know, without there's no, you know, darkness without the light. And it's as it's happening in a parallel way, you have these patterns of. Destructive thinking, you have extremes, and you have, you know, being obsessive or leaning back onto uh, just ideas of trauma that could exist also, but you have the tools to work through a lot of this. And I feel like when we are distracted and when we are presented with easier um, ways to engage in the matrix. We don't work through these beautiful moments that are being given to us by the universe itself of of really understanding the most important things like truth, love, and wisdom. Like for me, just a, a side note, for me, one of the greatest things happening in real time is the birth of my son because of the truth, love, and wisdom component that you speak of allows me to tap into something very primitive and what I need to teach him and what I need to be engaged in. Whereas if I was distracted by... I don't know, my career to a level where I'm not really engaged in an old way of bringing the best out of my evolution in my soul. I'm just sort of working on the surface. Maybe I'm making moves that are, you know, they're good for me in terms of this physical body gaining sort of, you know, um, or acquiring materialistic wealth or just career gains But there's nothing about it that is going to allow me to evolve to that next octave. And so whenever we say they, we're just talking about organizations, I think, also. No, yeah, yeah. These things that are giving us this opportunity. Like, all I was going to say about it was, I hear this conversation going back and forth. I'm just a listener. Uh, When people talk about AI, there are people who are like, don't be worried about AI. AI is not a bad thing. And then there are people who are like, basically saying, not necessarily that it is bad, but they're saying it's taking us away from something that's very, um, not just na- um, powerful in nature, but like the character of who we are as beings is being sort of put off to the side while we're giving birth to a new being that is sort of redirecting our um, altruistic and, and, and spiritual direction because it doesn't have one and it doesn't know better. It's not like it's actively working against us to harm us. It's just learning from the superficial way that we built it. It's just learning how to make more of that. And people right now, the conversation I hear is that they're like, we can't lose the authenticity of the human experience in in order to make art for the sake of this, of this example. And people are like, yeah, but AI makes art just as good or better. Why don't we just take advantage of that? And it's like, it's not about who can draw better in this case, the, the being or the artificial being, it's what's behind the pure being that makes the art come to life versus the artificial being having nothing to give for other than just an image to look at. And right now is the time to see that distinction, and people, I think, do. I think people are tapped into something, and they're saying, "No, like we must hold on to these like ways, these morals, these beliefs that we've had for you know since the beginning of time that lie within truth, love, and wisdom, where the artificial does not." And so, I I know you're about to say something, so go ahead. But oh no, no,
1: I'm listening. I'm listening. Absolutely, and yeah, um, so many good things, man, and. And yeah, it's, it's not people. It's not a they, it's, it's, it's literally, it's a program. It's an individual, you know, that have learned it and they align themselves to it. There are certain ones that are kind of made to maintain. And that's, again, when you get into the Bible with the watchers and things like that, that's a whole conversation. Again, absolutely nothing to fear Um, because it's not even a competition. You're you're not even in that. We, we, we rise above it. It's not even a chessboard that we're worried about. Um, We're above the game. And and that's right. exactly what, you know, this, the whole spiritual journey is, is to disconnect from the carnal, that magnetic pull of that distraction that comes with the carnal carnival and things like that. But, um, and that's how every energy, that's how every energy ever is going to be. It's how you approach it. It's the frame of reference. It's the understanding of what we're working with at the time and doing the best with it. You know, it's, it's kind of like one of those things. It's like, it's, this life can be like a water park. There's always the the choice of finding something that's more like the lazy river, you know. But if we're not aware of the circumstances, if we're not aware of what the chessboard is presenting, and we're not aware of where we are in reality and time, we could just come to to the alarm going off in the wave pool, and all of a sudden Timmy and his raft is like hitting us in the head. Water smells like urine, and you're like, "This is right. a lot. It's not as nice as the wave pool. It's not as nice as the lazy river was." You know. Now there's certain times we go into the wave pool, but like. After a little bit, you're like, I'm not, you know, we, we can't like run on slip and slides as adults. Like you do that as a kid, you're flexible, you're bendable and you don't, you can like react. Well, it's a little different as an adult. You don't have that, you know, that durability, that flexibility and things like that. And, and you do have to kind of like understand that like your energy needs to be more directed. You don't have as much as abundant energy as you do as a child. So it's like, Hey, how do I focus this? And where do I find the the infinite sources of this that allow for me to float and go with time and have the flow state? And it, it is. And this eighth house is showing you the flow state, the infinite circuit. And again, it's your curiosity, it's, it's your attention, it's what you want to pay attention to. It's what you're excited to do. It's what, what makes you excited. That's what we're talking about looping here. It's connecting to this, the 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 energy that's not from this realm, you know, nor are we. We're above this realm experiencing within it we're not talking about the energy that belongs to the law of thermodynamics we're not talking about decay we're talking about that love truth in you know love truth and wisdom which is eternal it there's no depletion when it's shared or when it's used it actually generates more you could give me all of your wisdom And it doesn't deplete you of your wisdom. If anything, the the process of you explaining your wisdom to me makes you better understand it in yourself. And you're a more wise individual by just having a conversation and explaining something to me because you also were speaking to yourself. That's also what this loop is. Everything is a relationship with yourself. Everything is you doing this and like seeing it and it's reflecting back to us and like seeing that relationship of like how you interact with your reality is in how you're reacting with this like higher component of your consciousness and formulating that relationship and seeing that relationship as much and like remembering it as much as we possibly can. Um, but yeah, this, this eight year so fascinating with the dragon because you know, dragons in, in the Chinese astrology are ruled by Mars and Mars is the traditional ruler of Scorpio. Before Pluto was brought into the mix, Mars used to rule Scorpio. You know, that was back in the time, too, that we had 10 signs. That was before Libra, you know. Um, and then before that, we had a lunar one and we were actually tracing it by the moon and it had its own tracking of time. And then it switched to the solar. It was after the flood switched to the solar. The sun god appeared. Um, grandma spider went away. Um, and it's, it's, and that's going to be something that we look into, which is going to be really unique because that serpent wisdom that had to go underground during the solar creation of like the, the, what we call the old Testament Bible, why the serpents were kind of targeted and why they went underground. Well, a lot of that information is going to be coming back more esoteric information, things like the Nag Hammadi, the Gnostic Gospels and things like this, like releasing of like good benefactor energy. Um, but the, the carnal carnival is going to get destructive. It's going to get, it's, it's going to be disturbed. The collective, the carnal carnival, the hive mind, it will go through a period of, of a little, some trembles in this year. Um, it's an Olympic year. Those years are always very big if we think about the last one. And again, energy builds up through things. And just like the last dragon year was 2012. This is, this is a big year of a lot of energies coming to home, coming back home to roost. Um, And that's how, that's how patterns are created. This is how rituals work. You know, time is more about like dropping a rock in a pebble and you see the waves go away from it forward and backward, up and down. That's exactly how a moment is for you. It shoots a wave into the future and it shoots a wave into the past. And if this is a ritual that you've been doing every day, will you catch that wave that you shot from the past and it pushes you into the day to like continue that ritual. And it carries you. This is why when you start doing things as a routine, it becomes easier. You're riding the wave of that moment. You do that every day. You're connecting on that wave from yesterday and you're pushing for the confidence of that wave happening tomorrow. Well, you do this in your daily life. This is exactly what universal world events are. This is what they do. This is how they calculate things. They set things into motion and they see things. So this will be a big unfoldment of things, but you're unfolding yourself at the same time. You're seeing yourself at the same time. This is for you to see yourself and to really wake you up and to be like, you're really experiencing something in this. Be aware of yourself and, and, and locate yourself right now because that's that's the connection. That's the support structure. That's the relationship. It's the relationship to the oversoul, deconsenting out of all of these forms of, of false security that are all crumbling in front of our eyes. Financial, real estate, corporate, all of them. Everything is, everything is. And, and this is part of it. This isn't, this is, this is, this is the hive. This is the fixed timeline. But as individuals, we don't have to be blindly following You know, the words sheeple and people rhyme together, not as a coincidence, but that's not who we are. We're sovereign individuals. You know, we're the ones that are awakening to see this. Um, and, and again, it's, it's going to be, it will be an, a, a big year of information released, but again, don't believe everything that you see in the, in the dialogue that they're presenting, right. You know, um, you know, even with, like, you know, even with just, like, the whole idea of aliens and, like, ancient aliens, I mean, the History Channel would not right, be giving exactly. us the truth. I'm sorry. Like, unfortunately, like, there's no way. that like, like the biggest funded thing. Right. Um, and if you like it as, like, a artistic expression, sure. And is there stuff in there? That's true, yeah. But it's it's not like they're explaining it. Um, this was, this is part of, like, these patterns that are put into to, to create this. And so... You know, we'll talk a lot about time, pattern creation, um, what, what Pluto is in these new cycles and patterns, but this is an exciting time for the alchemist. Um, so it's exciting time for everybody in this community. Um, and and it, it really is, it's, it's like the universe is looking for you now to lead the dance more. It's looking for you to become more of a chess master to where the black pieces are now responding to your moves rather than you moving moves to try to just protect your white pieces from the black pieces. Now, all of a sudden you're capturing the shadow and you're incorporating the shadow into yourself. And you're collecting these pieces all the way to trap their king, which is the dark king, which is your lower ego. Put it in its position of where it belongs in the R complex and keep it fixed there. But that's what checkmate is. It's checking the lower ego, the darkness of itself, and putting it in its rightful position. Not killing it because you can't capture the king. Capture all the other pieces of the dark, you know, all the other dark pieces. But you don't right. capture the king. You contain it because that's your lower ego. That's your art complex. That's what pumps your blood. That's fight or flight. You know, you need that. Um, but it needs to be in its spot, you know. It needs to be in its location, ruled by the thought and the emotion directed by the thought and the emotion you know um and that thought has to be in tuned in with the heart so it's on the proper frequency so its thoughts are coming in more pure because you're it's your connection with taking your thoughts and connecting to your heart your heart is what raises you the frequencies of like the level that your thoughts are coming in if you're not connected to your heart your thoughts are coming in from a very low frequency vibration and it's like minnows It's just like, do, 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 do. And it's like monkey brain, right? Do, 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 do. Well, the higher you go, the bigger the fish, the bigger the thoughts, the bigger the ideas, the more beautiful the sea creatures. It's like, oh, this is what we do. And it's when we raise the the frequency and the vibration, that's just you connecting with your heart. And that's when you connect with your heart, you learn how to step out of the way. So the heart can truly guide us. And that's what that evolution is. And then at that moment, that's when the heart can actually start to attract events into your life through its vibration that are actually going to benefit your soul rather than pulling in, you know, hurt like events that are challenging because it's trying to get your attention to pay attention to it because you're not paying attention to your heart. So it will literally pull in a traumatic event into your life because it's like, Hey, you got to listen to me. I'm the reason you're here. I'm your guide. I'm not split like your brain. I'm whole. I don't play games, your brain plays games. Your brain's the one that gets in the way. Unify the brain, make it whole so it can unify with me and so I can guide the way and the brain just keeps us aware and like the mind helps us navigate the experience but it's followed by the beat of the heart, the beat of your own drum. You know, and that's how the heart works. The heart is the most important organism. And and it's us connecting with that and so this is a time for us to learn to do that even deeper, everybody's going to get a better understanding that like, hey, you know, sometimes when we're going and we're growing our garden, we're looking over the fence and we're celebrating other people's garden. And We're like, wow, what a beautiful tree. And in the past, we might've been looking at our tree and been like, why does mine not look as good as theirs do? And we're looking over and looking back. And it's just kind of like what we spoke about before. They're growing a palm tree and you're growing a pine tree. And we're going to all get to see our pine trees more of like, oh, I'm not growing the same tree as everybody else. So I need to start pruning it like they do. And I need to just let it unfold to what it's supposed to do. I'll prune it to see how I need to balance it my own kind of way. That's what's opening up with this, with this Pluto transit. That's what's opening up with this year of the dragon. That's what's opening up with these new cycles and patterns. But if there's new cycles and patterns that are opening up, you're, you know that the, that the tree of death is going to be opening up patterns too, because it takes over the moment too. And so again, it's like, what patterns are you going to allow to right. open up?
0: I think that's the the greatest takeaway about learning how to manage through such energy and these like, you know, vibrational feels that, that we kind of experience on the day to day. I mean, it's funny how there's more and more people now who speak on in terms of, oh, this and that is hijacking my dopamine receptors where we used to not even have that kind of expression. You talk to your grandparents about that. They're like, Oh, like, are you, how did, what can you explain to me what dopamine receptors even are? And, and the common thread that, I'm, that I hear with people talking about such things being hijacked is everything you're saying. When you talk about the brain being aligned to the truth, love, and wisdom and the beat of our heart, there's at the same time the distractions that are that are trying to hijack that brain operation to lead us so rather than leading by intuition and the greater good that is inside of all of us it's being more hijacked by simple things like headlines just headlines that people read like that's what it's saying right now so that's what my reality is and i'm going to experience that reality when in fact it's not true it's 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 a headline by a journalist who's trying to make you know, money and and just clickbait of certain things that are are sort of giving you or giving your brain information that now is becoming the guiding force through your experience in this life, when in truth, it's the deeper things that are inside of us, things that are not able to be um, easily accessed, like just clickbait or headlines that we need to be responsive to. And so I love this as far as a takeaway for me. Um for the audience, you know, you can discern whatever you want to discern out of this conversation between Daniel and I and take what you want out of it. And you may be already doing this way better than I can or I am trying to right now. But living simple is the best way for me at least to tap into such primitive and beautiful knowledge that's inside of me while we're living through a very you know, again, Intense moment of just information coming at us at a rapid rate, um, and so, anyways, I love you, dude. I love I love being able to talk to you about all this, just because you inspire me. You inspire me to like take this information that we study and conversations that we have, and apply them in the out on the outside world and in the world around me, and hoping that I'm just doing the best for not just myself and my family, but for everyone else around me. So, again, this information that you and I always discuss it's always meant to help me reach that next octave and hopefully those around me. So thank you for your time, my friend. And thank you to all the listeners, obviously for your time. Um, you know, there is a lot going on right now and Daniel and I want to thank you. And we always talk about this with the resources, but you have a lot of resources that you share even just in this episode. Um, one of the things we wanted to do with our website that we really strived for was having a place where everyone could not only connect on, but also can find these resources. and. There are videos, there are different links to things that we're going to be putting up just quickly. Nothing, nothing crazy. Just, you know, go to the website, uh, to know and you'll see what links we put up, you know, directly. It's just something that may influence me or start a conversation like this with my friend here, Daniel. So we're, I, that's what I'm going to be putting up on the website. It's just a link of something that inspired me like this conversation. So, you know, share this if you'd like to share this. Um, and again, thank you to all the supporters that supported us during our hiatus and those who are supporting us now and in the future. Um, again, the website will have a lot of things including some really awesome videos from Daniel and other things like how to get a natal chart done. So I think that's all.
1: It's really good to connect, man. And we're going to, we're back on this patterning and there's a lot to talk about. Again, this is, this, this Pluto connection is, is huge. This year of the dragon, it's going to be here for, a year because that's usually how those operate right so this isn't going anywhere these conversations are going to continue but it's it's so in tuned into the subjects and if you talk about an esoteric year this would be uh this is the esoteric good good this year um and i'm super excited about everybody and and where their research and where their curiosity takes them um and unfolds um but yeah i see wheelies in everybody's futures until next time
0: well until next time later my friend.